forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. Hey, everybody else. And thank you for listening to our damn podcast. Scary, Scary stories, stories to tell on the pod. Tell on the pod. <laughs> if you couldn't now, tell. for me, we said it at the same time. <laughs> I for me, we... I nailed it. <laughs> in case you couldn't tell, Anna and I are once again in other cities, but we're going to make it just as fun and warm and convivial as if we were in the same a damn room. And for people who maybe like it better when we're uh, in different cities, this one's for you. If you like the sort of spooky, sort of ethereal-minded, um, otherworldly, netherworldly-ness <laughs> of it all, congrats. It's your damn birthday. It is your damn birthday. And uh, as you may have noticed, it is no longer Halloween. Halloween is it's over. It's not. Uh, it's not. And yet, our, sh- our show is still going strong. Because spooky, uh, it's not seasonal. Seasonal, you know. Um, you know what I? You know what is just occurring to me is like our show going from the lead up to Halloween to after Halloween is sort of like a couple that gets engaged on The Bachelor leaving The Bachelor. <laughs> Except we're gonna make it, and we're gonna have two born babies. Yeah, both both will be named Tad. Yeah. And, like, we won't comply with the producers Mm-mm. asking us to, like, film stuff or, like, go to a beach and talk to people about their buttholes. Like, <laughs> we're a real couple, this <laughs> podcast, and that we're going to make it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, oh, how boy. was your Halloween, Anna? You were working. I was working, and I was sort of – and this is a neutral this is a neutral comment. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by how many people my own age – we're going to Halloween parties, not just on the weekends, but then on Halloween too. Yeah. And I the, I celebrate and I affirm, but internally I felt exhausted. I'm I am stunned by the amount of Halloween parties that happened on Friday and Saturday. I was like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. I love Halloween, but we can't it's not no. then anymore. This was it's not then anymore, yeah. people. <laughs> This was a 16-day Halloween. So a whole lot has happened since our last episode. Uh, Hannah and I went to Not Scary Farm. We did. That's which was right. so fun. We, uh, They're really good. It was. I was worried that it would be too scary and too mm. well-produced and like designed by psycho, psychotherapists to <laughs> you know, really rattle your kidneys off. But it was just the amount of sort of shitty... Um, yeah. homemade goodness that I was looking for. And in, I thought it was very inventive and earnest. I thought all the performers were really, um, it was kind of like, uh, like if a church group were given a million dollars. And so it's like, they're all like super into it. Highly recommend. I really highly recommend it. It was such a blast. Also the, th- I love a non IP haunted house and, um, the themes were uh, bonkers. I mean, really, really like haunted ocean, Haunted feudal Japan. That was, you know, uh, potentially we all kind of went through that one being like, oh, this feels not great. But a lot of creative stuff that happened. Oh, yeah. 
Um, there were some Logan Paul aspects of that. There were some heavily Logan Paul aspects of that. And um, I won't go into it. I will say my actually a moment of great um, emotional catharsis in one of the haunted houses was there was sort of an alien one, like an alternate dimension breaking through into ours. And oh, um, God. you walk into like a high tech surgery center and there was just a complete like an exploded body on um, an operating table. And yeah, then it was that aliens were bursting out of people's bodies and that all the people were dead. Yes. But the, the part that really got me was there was a robot, like not a person in a robot costume, like an animatronic robot um, kind mm-hmm. of gyrating over uh, just the most dead uh, prop body going, I will save this patient. I will save this patient. I will save this patient. And actually, I was like, that poor robot. Like, it really made me, the, oh. I really felt it was a Wally moment. I really felt for the robot. Oh, my God. It destroyed me. And it also, like, that was, that is me when I'm like, no, I think this sketch about, like, a call center called poopoopp.com where, like, they're all talking about, like, Me Too stuff. I think it can work. <laughs> I will I'm working on it for like 11 hours. Oh my God. That's me, baby. That's me, baby. Um, yeah, but it was so much fun. Um, yeah, I just now, Anna, I'm, I'm coming from having just seen the lighthouse, uh, which was a very spooky movie. Is it? Um, I, I missed the part where this was a spooky movie. I thought well, it was like a words movie. It um no. Well, it's a bit of everything. It's from the same director who did The Witch, so it's what? very much it's very much in that vibe where it's like um, a lot of psychological horror. Um, everyone's kind of gross. It's a period film. Uh, I, I have to say, like Willem Dafoe is amazing and has the, and can make his face look so scary that there were moments where I was like. Is that CGI? And it wasn't. He's just that craggy in real life, you know? Um, I I have a Willem Dafoe story. I don't know if it's interesting or not, but long story short, I saw him in the West Village and I thought it was like a man who like lived in a boxcar and like rode the rails <laughs> and was just looking at him because I was like, I can't believe and he was carrying like eight um, plastic shopping bags in each hand, just like so many groceries. Oh, wow. And he was like clomping along and I was just looking at him like, this is such a striking looking person. And then he looked up at me and made a face like, what are you looking at? And like, did what are you looking at with his hands a little bit? <gasps> oh. And I, and that moment I realized, oh my God, that's what I'm to And like, and he, it's like, he knows what you're looking at. Even if he no, wasn't he famous. No, he thought I was looking at someone for being famous. And I was like, this man has a hot air balloon in his desk <laughs> somewhere. He's got a story to tell. Oh, yeah, but he's really good. And I have a lot of respect for Robert Pattinson for doing all these weird-ass movies because he gets them wide releases. Like, he does all these, like, strange films, and he gets them wide releases, which I think is really great. And then people who would never have seen, like, an art house movie about, like, loss and toxic masculinity in the late 1800s in Nova Scotia are, like, seeing a movie about that. Um, so I give credit. Um, every noise in it is a fart, which uh, felt rough. Um, is that true? There's a lot of actual farting, and then the rest oh. of the foley sounds like farts. And I don't know whether that was purposeful. I can't, Wait a I, minute. Andrew, I know what happened. You accidentally <laughs> saw my movie that came out this weekend <laughs> called The Fart House. <laughs> and it's just like a mumble course, life's a life autobiographical. Yeah, Anna, you're... Um, about my apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your drag king persona, Willem Defart, is really... It's something else. 
Um, oh no! Now the pressure's on for me to think of a fart pun for Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I guess. Oh no, no, no! I got it! I got it! I got it! I got it! Okay. You know he was really good in Twilight, but I just think Robert Flatulence does not oh. get enough credit. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and that—that that is why you are a comedy writer. Um, and you actually got to take my workshop. Yeah. Okay. We, we said we tried to get today's episode down to a half hour. I, I know. Think we're, doing, we're on a good job. We, we haven't said anything about those at all. Yeah. We keep we keep the first 11 minutes, like strictly 11 minutes to farts and then uh, nothing else. Um. So again, Halloween's over. We're keeping it spooky. You should we're too. Spooking your asses. <laughs> and Anna, it is your turn to read a scary story. It's my turn to read a scary story, and this one I feel like is sort of, uh, it's a good transitional scary story from Halloween to year-round. It's like a good argument for, mm-hmm. it don't got to be pumpkins for it to be ghosts. It don't you know? be pumpkins, yeah. It don't, you don't need anything orange for this story. Um, <laughs> this one, it's not in like the traditional ghost pantheon, mm-hmm. but it is, it is a story that has always and continues to this day to scare the hell out of me. Oh. Um, so I'm being brave by reading this to you. You're welcome. Great. Uh, this is from the third book, uh, more, uh, sorry, scary stories, three more tales to chill your bones by mm-hmm. Alvin Schwartz, drawings by Stephen Gamble. And the story is called the wolf girl. Ah, uh, love this one. Oh, and this is one. Wait, I'm sorry. We didn't talk at all about how Paul F. Tompkins did our podcast last week. Oh yeah. Was. That was a goddamn delight. He is it's- so fun. He just a treat. Thank you, Paul F. Tompkins. Tompkins. I, uh, just you. the nicest person. And also, like, immediately came in, and I felt like he was an old friend. Um, he just has that, like, immediate skill of seeming so comfortable and uh, so affable. And, yeah, he just has this wealth of amazing stories. And he's such a good laugher, too. Uh, the best. Can't it say was enough so nice great. Things. You'd never know that he took out a knife and stole our wallets right as he was leaving the studio. The moment after. Yeah. Yeah. Really immediately after. Yeah. He sent a picture like from my grandpa's gravestone and was like, do as I say, or you don't want to see what will happen. And I, you know, I wired him 500 bucks. He loves Western Union. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, but the reason I bring up Paul is because this story is as something he pointed out. It's written in this sort of like, well, travel on down south. that I feel stupid and I refuse to um, lean into what they're asking me to do. So I'm just going to read it (laughs) in my very much Northeastern voice. Okay. The Wolf Girl. Travel Northwest into the desert from Del Rio, Texas, and eventually you will come to Devil's River. Great opening. Yeah, I love this. Um, In the 1830s, a trapper named John Dent and his wife Molly settled where Dry Creek runs into Devil's River. We have two characters with first and last names. That's huge. John Dent, Molly, great. And we know where they live and we know where they they came from. Um, Dent was after Beaver. Hard. Hard to to know. (laughs) Uh, Dent was after Beaver, which were plentiful there. Oh, boy. (laughs) We're all going to leave it on the table. We can imagine the sorts of things we would say. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, what is this? The East Village on a Thursday. Like, we don't have to go into it, but just know that we could. Okay. <laughs> he and Molly built a cabin from brush, and near it, they put up an arbor to give them shade. Okay, sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Molly Dent became pregnant. Brag. Okay. <laughs> They've been I, fucking in this house made of twigs. It's amazing that anyone did anything back then to be less comfortable than they already were. You know? <laughs> Like to live so miserably and then be like, "Mm, time to risk my life by bringing another person into the world. They don't know that cum makes a baby. So (laughs) they they thought it was kissing. There was no way for them to avoid. They thought it was just a charming, uh, uh, like, what's the word when you like sew something into, like sew a message on like a a monogram? Monogram. Yeah. Is that it? Or like cross stitch? Like, Come makes a baby sounds like something that would be like on a cute thing that would like be, oh, yeah. but Cross like, stitch. but spelled C O M E, you know, that you'd think yeah. like, oh, that's just an old timey, like, come makes a baby, you know? Etsy, get to it. Do your work. <laughs> I'll think of what um, it's called. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, Molly's pregnant. When she was ready to have her child, to have their child, sorry, because, mm-hmm. you know, men are, men are fathers too. <laughs> Thank you. John <laughs> John Dent raced on horseback to their nearest neighbors several miles away. My wife is having a baby, he said to the man and his wife. Can you help us? They agreed to come at once. As they got ready to leave, a violent storm came up and a bolt of lightning struck and killed John Dent. Oh. The man and his wife managed to find his cabin, but did not arrive until the next day. By then... Molly Dent was dead too. Oh my God. I forgot this part of the story. It's so to be a neighbor (laughs) trying to help someone. And then that person gets struck by lightning. It's sort of like, I don't know. It's incredibly rude. (laughs) I know. I can't imagine anything more. Like I get stressed out when someone's like, hi, sorry. Can you hold this bag of groceries while I open my trunk? I'm like, I don't know. Like, what if I drop it? But Um, like my wife is pooping son. (laughs) Oh, to well, be struck I'm by dead now. That's hard. You gotta, you gotta think you made God mad somehow. You know. Yeah, it's God is a beaver, and this is how we learned. <laughs> God is a beaver. <laughs> I'm gonna ride. No, it <laughs> what's beaver funny? Joke. What's funny is I was trying to sing Pink's "God Is a DJ," and instead <laughs> I got stuck in "Life Is a Highway." <laughs> <laughs> Much more Dennis similar songs. A DJ, I'm gonna ride it all night. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, to be like, I'm dead. Can you go find my twig house with my birthing wife? Is right. incredibly <laughs> my birthing wife. Okay. It uh, it looked as if she had given birth before she died. Uh, so classy to not say what they were looking at in order to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she splendid. <laughs> <laughs> but the neighbors could not find the baby. Since there were wolf tracks all around, they decided the wolves had eaten it. They oh. buried Molly Dent and left. I'd like that to think is... wolves would be better than that, but I know that when push comes to shove, a wolf will eat a baby. You know, it must be awkward at first where one wolf is like, I mean, I'm hungry. Like, (laughs) I see all of us looking at the baby. Like, do I have to be the one to also like I found baby? Do I have to also be like, let's eat it? A baby found by wolves is a cheese plate at a party. It's like you (laughs) like you're not going to if it's not already cut up, 
Like you're not going to be the monster who's like, I guess I'll slice my own cheese. Yeah, you're not helping anyone by being shy. Like, get in, eat. Like, I'm so sorry to be the only person in this friend group. Who cares? Um, I also, my favorite part of these stories is when people bury people and then that's just it. They don't have to, like, call a bureau to get a form. Huge. Yeah. This is constant. I like it a lot. You ha- I, you- it's just so simple. Also, if you don't have like a backhoe or something, like digging a grave takes a long time. I know. Oh, they thought they were going to help with a baby and instead they end up burying two two grown adults. Mm, probably easier. That's true. A number of years after she died, people began to tell a strange tale. Some swore it was a true story. Others said it never could have happened. Hmm. And then there's two spaces or two returns i just learned oh. it's called a return the t- like little um like a symbols space. yeah no 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 like there's space in between the paragraphs oh 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 okay yeah someone called that a return and then i didn't know what it was and then a whole room of people thought it was weird but anyway <laughs> um in the middle of it there's a little asterisk so there's like a new right asterisk. yes okay the story begins in a small settlement a dozen miles from molly dunn's grave Early one morning, a pack of wolves raced in from the desert and killed some goats. Such attacks were not unusual in those days. But a boy thought he saw a naked young girl with long blonde hair running with the wolves. Uh A year or two later, a woman came upon some wolves eating a goat they had just killed. Eating the goat with them, she claimed, was a naked young girl with long blonde hair. That's a classic classic ma'am. Just want to throw that in there. That's going to go ahead and be a (laughs) ma'am. I'm sorry, ma'am. 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 <laughs> approaching, first... approaching as so many wolves are eating a goat and a, a, like a, a young woman is burying her face in goat and approaching slowly. Ma'am. Ma'am. I'm sorry. So I'm so sorry, ma'am. <laughs> my first note is clothes. My second note is goat. My first Thank note you know is my... clothes. My second note is goat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when the wolves saw her, they fled. The woman said that at first the girl ran on all fours. Then she stood and ran like a human, swiftly as the wolves. People started wondering if this quote-unquote wolf girl was Molly Dent's daughter. Had a mother wolf carried her off the day she was born and raised her with her pups? If so, by now she would be 10 or 11 years old. Hmm. As the story is told, some men began to look for the girl. They searched along the riverbanks and in the desert and its canyons. And one day, it is said, they found her walking in a canyon with a wolf at her side. When the wolf ran off, the girl hid in an opening of one of the canyon walls. When the men tried to capture her, she fought back, biting and scratching like an enraged animal. When they finally subdued her, she began screaming like a frightened young girl and howling like a frightened young wolf. I mean, tag yourself, you know? <laughs> frightened young girl or frightened young wolf. Oh, we've all been there one way or the we've other. We've been there and we live there and we are there. <laughs> her captors bound her with rope, put her across on a horse. Rude. Very rude. Sir. Sir. Ma'am. <laughs> Male ma'am. <laughs> and took her to a small ranch house in the desert. I don't love how this is going. No, I don't Forgot think- this. Feel bad about this. 
the Yiddish word for when you're reading a story that you think you love that you haven't read in a long time, and then you realize that there's stuff in there that current day you really hates. <laughs> that Yiddish word. <laughs> they would turn her over to the sheriff the next day, they decided. They placed her in an empty room and untied her. Terror-stricken, she hid in the shadows. They left her and locked the door. She, soon she was screaming and howling again. The men thought they would go mad listening to her. But at last, she stopped. When night fell, wolves began, began howling in the distance. People say that each time they stopped, the girl howled in reply. As the story goes, the cries of wolves came from every direction and got closer and closer. Suddenly, as if a signal had been given, wolves attacked the horses and other livestock. The men rushed into the darkness, firing their guns. High up in the wall, in the room where they had left the girl, was a small window. A plank was nailed across it. She pulled the plank off, crawled through the window, and disappeared. And then we got two more returns and an asterisk. (gasps) Years passed with no word of the girl. Then one day, some men on horseback came around a bend in the Rio Grande, not far from Devil's River. They claimed they saw a young woman with long blonde hair feeding two wolf pups. Uh-oh. When she saw the men, she snatched up the pups and ran into the brush. <laughs> they rode after her, but she quickly left them behind. They searched and searched, but found, but found no trace of her. That is the last we know of the wolf girl. And it is there, in the desert, near the Rio Grande, that the story ends. Oh. This story is a book. This story is a book. And is it implying that she gave birth to the wolf pups? This is the only thing I want to talk about for the rest of my life. Okay. So <laughs> when I read this story as a child, I assumed, uh-huh. and sort of like with a dry brow, like no bothered by it. <laughs> That she gave birth to the wolves. Yeah. And that by when feeding them, it meant that she was nursing them. And I was 100% fine with that. (laughs) And now I have questions. (laughs) Yeah, that's the honestly, Anna, that's the first time I have read it that way. Like, I think in my dumb kid brain, I was always like, she's like a big sister to the wolves. (laughs) She feeds the wolves as like a sister. But no. The tone of the story is definitely going in the direction that they're her wolf babies. Yeah. Well, when the story said, it's really also like right at the end when it was like, and it is there that a story at like at the end of the story, Lady Bird tiptoed into the room. It was creepy. She's a ghost. Come here. Lady Bird is a ghost. She just finished her bully spiral and she's feeling very um, confident. (laughs) Um, oh my god but this story is crazy it also I think I read the story and was like this is a true story that was my assumption oh yeah easily oh can we talk about the illustration yes oh yeah so I was going to say the illustration so there's two illustrations in the story yep the the pre-story has the brush uh, house that that John and Molly Dent lived in um it just seems like the kind of couple that would say we're pregnant. Um, and it's sort of, it's made out of like Stephen Gamble roots and there's the Arbor, yep. like the little 
patio and then a spooky dark door and then one window that has lights on inside, which I have questions. Me too. Um, and then in the sky, the clouds look like a big spooky monster sucker face mm-hmm. that's like chomping. Or I guess wolfy. Yeah, one could say definitely, definitely beastly at the very least. Yes, at the very leastly. <laughs> and then on the next page... It's it's another one of these drawings that's sort of like exactly what's happening. It's a girl and she is uh, snarling mm-hmm. and she's on all fours and mm-hmm. she's got sort of long shaggy like um, like a long haired like a collie sort of hair. Yeah. All and over. her hind leg looks like um, a dog leg mm-hmm. and she's covered in Stephen Gamble roots um, and there's a moon in the distance. And she's she's snarling, and her eyes sort of look like they're yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's black and white, famously, and right. there's like um, fog around her feet. And she's she looks a little bit like a Klingon. Like yeah, her, she's snarling her nose, and it looks like wrinkly. I don't. In my head, it is a strange synthesis of a kind of June Squibb face, but also <laughs> something about this image reminds me of Sia. Oh like, yeah, it's kind of a that. it's kind of a Sia look. Uh, like not sure. not you know Sia's obviously um, uh, much more like styled, uh, but this is like a full body hair look. Uh, yeah, yeah, big hair. It's more wig than you were expecting. <laughs> That's gonna be the name of my stage show in forty years. Yeah, more wig Easily. than you were expecting, and you were expecting a lot of wig. You were. Um, um, Andrew, what scares you about this story? Okay. Uh, very scared of the idea of, uh, finding a dead pregnant woman, uh, whose baby is gone and seeing oh, signs yeah. of wolves around. That's very scary. Um, very scary. um, the, the narrow line between human and animal scares me a lot, you know? Yeah. Uh, don't love that. Um, the stories about like, there was like a feral child found in Russia, I feel like every feral child story I've ever heard of always is from Russia. Um, maybe because there's a lot, like, people can live way out in the middle of nowhere, potentially. Yeah, totally. It's like there's less, you're not getting any real care from the government, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. What about you? What scares um, you? That, yeah. Like, the idea of a feral child, like, I'm also, my biggest fear is going permanently crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like... It's just I'm afraid of how the human mind is so moldable like this that, oh. like, if you're raised by wolves, you are one. Oh, I know. Um, and that, like, there's just no fixing that, really. Um, <laughs> it's just scary. Um, um, who would you cast? Who would I cast? Um, I love the idea of June Squid in a, June Squid in a mocap suit. It feels <laughs> yeah. right. Now um, I'm a wolf kid. I'm a wolf. <laughs> oh, June, there are no lines. I know. Don't record me. I just, it helps me. You can shoot around my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, June Scribb and mocap would be good. Um, or yeah. like, uh, what do you think? Um. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know. <laughs> I definitely feel like one of the I don't watch dance moms, but I think we're oh. we're like on this we're like on the realm of you know we're talking about um, Sia, um, and Sia had that like girl from Dance Moms who w- it's th- insane to me that I can't remember her name right now because right. I know her name. 
Yeah, but it's like Maddie, Maddie um, Ziegler. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, wow. Andrew, we're a good team. We are good team. We are pop culture. Um, we know stuff. Yeah, I feel like her maybe turn into kind of a dance piece, like an actor, uh, you know, someone who. Oh yeah. Who is good at movement? Um, that's actually probably the perfect casting. Yeah, I think that's the best I'm going to do. I think if Simone Biles weren't so focused on like sure. the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Simone? Um, if you weren't so focused on the Olympics, maybe we'd have some maybe time. Maybe you hang could out. like want to be a, a serious actor. <laughs> Um, that's good that's good Anna I do love this story I think it's good wait who are we casting as John and Molly Dent or the the neighbors you can sort of pick okay I'm gonna cast the neighbors and I'm going to say um they are uh Jack Black and Isla Fisher Oh fuck, that's great. Yeah, well, just to, to add a little humor, to add a little humor in there. You yeah, know? I was thinking. Um, uh, I guess the first person's name is Nick Offerman. Oh yes, and the his, second person's name is Megan Mullally. There we go. Oh, that's a much better. That's much better. I like that because yeah, Nick Offerman's wow. like an a, a, a outdoorsman, a pioneer. Yeah, I could see him burying a body that he found. And I'd love to see to. the reaction shot of Megan Mullally when the when the guy gets struck by lightning. Oh yeah. Christ! Well, wow, great. Yeah, like or finding the people. She still this has a martini day. glass. <laughs> this day, I swear, <laughs> this is why we shouldn't have neighbors. <laughs> oh um, yeah, this. And is... then, I guess John and Molly Dent would be like maybe. Um, a couple from a reality show or something. Oh yeah, no, that'd be great. Like, um, like Flavor Flav and Pumpkin. Yes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yes. Whatever happened to Pumpkin? She's the one who. Sp- she's the one who. I spit. assume she's great. She's yeah. the one who spit. Spit on New York. No, spit on New York. Famously. I just assume they're both dead. <laughs> no, um, there, the there are very few survivors of VH1 circa. 2004 uh, what if no one noticed that every single person who is on Flavor of Love is currently dead (laughs) oh my god Flavor of Blood that's good (laughs) it's just a 12 second show where lights come up on someone in a chair they spin around and they go it's Russ (laughs) (laughs) so we'll leave you there gentle listener oh Um, yeah oh real quick Anna did something scary happen to you this week we'll just do a yes Good question. Um, do you have one? Yes, mine is super fast. Um, okay. I got into a car accident on on Friday. I'm fine. No! Everything, everyone's fine. No! Everyone's fine. Um, we, I, it was it was okay. Everything's fine. Uh, we were. Were you in an Uber? No, I was in a car with our friend Mike Spence and oh my and God. my husband Chris. And Mike was not at fault. It was a it was a very dangerous situation where um, cones had been strewn all over the road. Uh, a car took Whoa. a sudden stop before us. Uh, Mike stopped well ahead of the car and then a car rear-ended us and then a car rear-ended that car. Um, but the car that rear-ended us, the scary thing was um, the guy got out of the car and he was just wearing a Pornhub t-shirt. <laughs> and that, gentle listener, was my scary thing that happened to me <laughs> this week. Oh, my God. His girlfriend that, was so mad. His girlfriend could not have been more mad. To, at his shirt? 
<laughs> I think at everything, at every possible thing. Um, yeah. Fuck everything. <laughs> Fuck my damn stupid ass life. Fuck. That's my scary stupid thing. Ass. What about you, Anna? Um, my scary thing is that I was at a restaurant and I went into, it was a restaurant that had like full wall door bathroom stalls. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Um, and I came out of one of them and a woman was standing leaning over looking at the door that led out of the bathroom (laughs) and then i looked up at her and i thought she was trying to get into my stall and then i opened the door to go out and then she just walked out behind me (gasps) so i don't know what was going on with this woman i don't know if she was trying to figure out how the door worked i my first thought was that she's on some kind of substance mm. or, or drugs mm-hmm. but she looks like a boring woman in her late 30s who like goes to a lot of gender reveal parties oh. and like um she was truly like leaning staring at the door like she forgot how it worked oh that's hard um and i don't uh i don't know that is spooky was. there are it was a sort of behavior in like a movie about aliens taking over people's brains where you notice we're behaving. You're like, Hey, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, and it just never escalated. It's also funny because I know I have had to have been that person a million times to someone else. And I had no, I- like, <laughs> True. You know, and I had no idea that I, you know, am terrifying someone. <laughs> oh my God. Oh well, God man. bless. God bless Pornhub. God bless door lady. Yeah. God bless us. And God bless you. And, and God bless you from our profoundly religious podcast to yours. Yes. Um, and so go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Love and serve the... And get out. Get out. <laughs> Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.